Vev! 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 Welcome to a new episode of Live Evil Pod. My name is Chris Chung, Prime LOL. I am excited today. This is a special episode. I've had, you know, this guest uh, waiting for a while, and I'm, it's my really my apologies. I really wish I had him sooner because I know that he has been a pivotal, if not instrumental, uh, piece in our championship run in the spring, and now he will be back. For the summer split today, get my guest here, the ladies and gentlemen, is none other than Doctor Respawn on Twitter. Uh, doctor, what is? Uh, can you give a little bit of self introduction? What do you do? And you know, just let us know how did you um, get into esports? Yeah, thank thank you for having me. Um, so my name is Jordan Sai. I'm a doctor of physical. Um, and I started pursuing esports right out of physical therapy school. So after grad school. Uh, gaming was it's just been a passion of mine my whole life playing games probably when i was four or five like you know with the super nintendo i had the original nintendo it wasn't mine it was my you had the nintendo okay yeah my cousin had a nintendo he was living with me at the time a little bit older than me i think he was like 10 so he had the nintendo and so when i like him controlling characters on a tv screen i was like you know like what that that blew my mind and uh, (laughs) i was just hooked ever since i I remember i my first system that i Nintendo I got for Christmas for my mom. I begged her, please, please get me the system. It's like the newest thing. It's awesome. Um, and I games like Star uh, Star Fox and uh, mm. uh, Super NES, uh, Super Super Mario Brothers on the. Mm. Those are all my original OG mm-hmm. games. Um, oh, before and from there moved into PC games. But um, I knew growing up, you know, in high school, I was like, man, someday gaming is gonna be like it's gonna. Be an actual thing like there was just so many competitive games out at that time so like it just came out i would love playing that like my my computer mm. couldn't even handle it so i had to go to like an internet cafe yes mm. um i used to play starcraft it was one of my favorite games brood war um and i was always like man i wish one day people could actually play video games it'd be so cool and so mm-hmm. long story short you know after high school i i kind of us i went to the military i spent three years in the army um served as a combat medic and so while I was gone, I still oh, wow. gamed the whole time. People don't realize in the military, like 99% of what we did, like me and all my buddies would train. Oh, no. We would train, we do our practice or whatever, like you know, drills. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to our dorm room, PC set up, and we would just play like Battlefield or whatever. Halo 2 was huge. Uh, and then wow. so I, I didn't really understand how big esports had blown years. Um, I was gone from like 2006 mm. to 2009. Uh, when I got back, like I, I you know i got back into gaming i was, I was looking at all this stuff i was like oh my actual pro players now and um the year just gotten bigger and bigger so when i grabbed i was already slightly aware of the esports going on mm-hmm. and i was like man 
I kind of missed the time frame of my life to go pro, like to be a pro player anyway. Yeah. But I was like, I, I have to somehow, yeah, I have to get somehow involved in history. I, I just, I love it too much. I, I would love to, to help people in the, whatever it is that I do. And luckily as a physical therapist, I think a lot, a lot of what I do in everyday work translates directly to what I can help players with. Um, I started making content. I started reaching out to teams, um, just kind of met as many people as I could initially. About a year, uh, I got in contact with Cloud9. It was like, uh, you know, luckily, you know, I was super lucky for me that I was able to uh, get in back <laughs> and uh, do an, basically mm -hmm. an interview with him. Um, he felt comfortable with me after I worked with players. Uh, that split was when they went to semis at Worlds. It was 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, and oh, so yes. I didn't understand the significance of because I was not a huge League of Legends fan until I started working with C9. I, I never mm -hmm. even played the game in 2018 because of that. Um, but <laughs> after they got back, only, like people people understand the significance of it as, oh, it's a first time ever. It's really showed that NA can compete. But what it really did in terms of was it it showed Cloud9 that, hey, you cusp of being possibly one of the best Western teams ever, right? And so they Jack was really big into investing into what things that we can do to make sure that our players are at the very pinnacle of whether we want to cut any corners we want to address every little our best to get over that hump to the next level so um that was like almost a perfect timing for me talking with jack is like hey one of the issues you only call physical therapy in when players are having issues when they're having pain um and as i can work with the players on is how do we prevent these issues how do we design your desk how do we check in with players weekly to make sure that going uh plan for them so they can stay ahead of potential they develop that that's the goal is that let's not even get to the point because in gaming 99 percent of the problems are completely preventable it's it's usually just uh either a poor setup or poor habits over time that contribute to developing an injury so if we can address those things early on get to that point the idea is to prevent all this stuff so um it was really really good timing super open about let's try this you know let's let's see what we can do is this if this is going to benefit my make it happen so starting that's i go to the c i went to c9 every single week every week i would go in times players would be like oh i don't need anything i don't need anything but in in probing and asking and, and figuring out uh just asking them more questions like hey after you play five hours of scrims how do you feel but my neck hurts my wrist hurts like that's the stuff we need to address you know this is not normal and i think mm -hmm. that's the the, the yeah we've tried to shift um going back to eg is like you know uh the nice thing about esports is everyone goes everywhere it's just like every other sport right so from c9 to eg and uh their manager andrew barton uh he was asking them hey mm -hmm. uh one of the players had i think it was golden glue back when golden glue and uh yes i remember that he it was he that, had yeah. a, he was a summer or one of the split mvp but he was hurt for a good yeah. amount of the split. He asked Andrew, hey, uh, Andrew asked him, like, do you know any good PTs? He's like, oh, I know Jordan. Like, he, and like, maybe we can all call him up. So that's how I got introduced to EG. Long story short, kind of had the same arrangement with him. I explained what are the benefits of what I do? What are some of the systems that I've already in place in C9? And what are what, what, what can I... And so we kind of set up the same thing. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, I go there once a week. I check in with this. Uh, I try to keep in touch with um, the other performance specialists and work really closely with them to make sure that everyone's on the same to where they need to be every week oh man that's so awesome just to hear like the 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 background and the players now not just the players the org now see the importance of health it's not just you know 
get healing, get uh, get well, but prevention. And it makes a lot of sense because they're um, they're they're sedentary in a way. They sit in oh, front yeah. of the screen. They have a certain type of angle, and we don't think about these things when we're playing video games. And a lot of these just kind of uh, are more. Uh, I guess they're more open to it, and we can kind of see. Uh, we hear less and less of that. I mean, oh my gosh! If you know the this type of awareness and prevention was started earlier, we wouldn't have seen like uh, internationally even Mickey X getting hurt, Uzi getting those injuries. Then they yeah. continue to push through those pain to try to play right. Um, and and, and so I'm excited. Is, it seems yeah, like the, mm-hmm. a lot. A lot of these players will because of that. Right. Like, like yep. Uzi is a great example. If, if, if Uzi had never, ever had to deal with all of those issues, kind of been working out. It's like he, he actually apparently went to a great, uh, I, I don't know, great, but he, he went to a PT as well as stuff in China and got all the, the care and work that he needed to put in playing. I mean, uh, you know, albeit he's, mm-hmm. he's not the highest level anymore right now, but I, I can only imagine Jordan at his prime, right? If you, if you had mm-hmm. removed all those physiologic issues from him, higher initially he would still be at the top of his game arguably better Absolutely. right because the peaks that he was Absolutely. having were even with he was playing on stage with like mm-hmm. nerve pain and hand pain like i, I can only imagine it would have popped off even more if, if those hadn't been factors so really really sad and that, that's that's Absolutely. one of mm-hmm. i guess soapbox things for me is that i don't want players to ever have to exp- it doesn't have to be that way like gaming especially mm-hmm. at the pro level is very controlled in terms of your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, ga- like most pro gamers do not really as hard as amateur players because they don't need to. They're not, they shouldn't. They, mm-hmm. There's a uh, screen. Mm-hmm. There's more dedicated stuff that is designed to help them improve. That is not just hours in game. And so I, I can almost understand it more for like a streamer or a full-time content creator to develop more of these issues because they, you know, such longer hours and mm-hmm. it's kind of their income is based on players. Yeah. It's like, you know, after scrims, you might do some solo queue on your own controllable. You don't have to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I try to, I try to focus a lot on the education side of it. Um, I think that's the biggest bit yes. is teaching them what to do, what not to do. Oh man, that would be, uh, immensely helpful for future generations to come to know that we, we it's not just the game or not just, you know, the on stage, but how you take care of yourself and you have that experience you kind of know how the body uh, the body human body functions and that we can optimize and we can um you know get further like you mentioned uzi uh, he's in recovery he's in rehab rather than you know prevention and mm-hmm. it's a shame but um our focus of course is just to kind of get a glimpse of um the background, how you're helping the players. You've been you know, a part of a lot of organizations that value players' health, and that's why we see um, a, long, a longevity in some of these players that are there. So one of the curiosities I have is you've been with different organizations. I know absolutely you've been with EG. You've been with C9. You know, tell us a little bit about you know, what it's like working with a different organization and the different players. Yeah, uh... I mean, different players is every player is very like, uh, and I think that's so. When I meet a new player, um, there's an initial period of okay, they're trying to figure out what it is that I do. Figure out how can I communicate effectively with this person? How can I get so that they can do what it is that I'm telling them? Uh, Varies, you know, it changes person to person. It's very individualized. I, I, you know, like this. I think one of the more challenging ones is last with Berserker. Uh, he's Korean. He does not mm. really speak that much English. 
bit, but mm. it, it has to be, uh, I, I do a lot of like demonstration to do it. And then I'll ask him pain, like, you know, does this hurt? Um, and things <laughs> like that. And, uh, but then, but then also at the same time, he related to, to training. Um, so when he started working out, this is the other thing these teams now are having trainers work with the players on a, on a weekly or daily basis. Mm. And so I'm actually seeing a lot of players non-gaming related issues like oh dumbbell mm. press my shoulders hurt what do i need to do about this that's because you're working out but it, it mm -hmm. falls under the scope of like what i do as an orthopedic physical therapy um and yeah. so yeah org obviously like i mentioned has a different feel but they've all given me a lot of autonomy the longer i've worked with them so like c9 um you know they they whatever it is that I want to do in terms of the physical health side, I can go check out desks. I give new work with players on, on not only their uh, setups and ergonomics, but also they work out because they, as a team, force their players to work out every day. Oh, group workouts, which is kind of unique. Not many teams do that. Um, mm -hmm. They have a, a yeah. Red Bull CrossFit train, like, you know, trains them every, every four days a week minimum that they have to do this. Uh, EG on the other hand, doesn't force, they've actually brought me in on like their, their, um, player performance team so meeting Ooh. with Artemis. Who's, uh, you know, the coach player, player performance specialist, uh, Edward, my, he's a mental performance and nutritional performance specialist. Um, she's on there. She's the head of performance for EG. Um, and we, we meet mm -hmm. every week and we talk yeah. about ways that we, well, what, what do we see from the last week? You know, what do we, what do we learn? And then we combine each of our specialties and experiencing with each player and try to come up with a comprehensive plan for the whole team. So, Hey, I noticed that. So a little bit tilted after scrims the other day, like, did you see anything? Did anything come out about the stuff? And they're like, Oh yeah, well he did this and, and this. And then, so then we come up with a plan. Like, okay, what is the message that we need to give all the players so that we're unified and we have a cohesive plan? And I think that's really been a system in my experience has been really, really unique. I don't think that mm. I've seen that on any other org that I've worked with, um, where there's a, a combined team of different specialties who meet the regularly to discuss, mm -hmm. yeah, progress the team. And I think you saw the benefit of that last split. Um, we mm -hmm. were meeting every week, the entire wow. way through the split, all the first half started to click and that's when eg yeah. kind of went on that tear mm -hmm. and then by playoffs that was the goal it was like we knew from day spring split we were saying our goal is to make playoffs thing on winning the split in in the first day we we're like our goal is to make playoffs how do we get there and then as we got closer and closer to play started realigning we were like okay how do we get like small made up of small goals so initially like, how do we get danny and vulcan mm -hmm. That was the big, big push yeah. initially. Oh, like wow. we got to get these two on the same page. And these different strategies for doing that. We talked about communication. We had drills. They had team building exercises, communication exercises. This stuff was put together. And I, I know a lot of players. Why are we doing this? You know, <laughs> like this is not something yeah, they're used yeah. to. Mm -hmm. Really, really paid off because you know we we understand that you cannot be at your peak all season split even mm -hmm. you're, you're, you you can't that's why they're yeah. on a break the lcs gave every mm -hmm. every team a week off some of the teams are having to grind we're in the standings eg's finished this 
first part of the split in first place, they deserve it. They deserve a week off, especially after MSI. Mm -hmm. And that was some of them after MSI. Look, you guys are, we know MSI burnout is a real thing. We know that mm -hmm. back from MSI feeling like they've gotten no re recharge and then they have to go straight into summer. And so what we told them was, look, you guys are going to get a break. We are not going to make you boot camp before summer split. We're not going to make you grind through that one week break. So all you have to do is get back, relax, learn the patch normal later on. We're not going to boot camp or anything in too intense. And then we'll see the first couple of weeks. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Telling players, it really doesn't matter how the split goes the first three weeks because the end of the split matters wow. and it's top six that make it. So even if we get in at sixth place, we don't you guys to deload from MSI. Cause it was very intense. You got the best practice possible. That mm -hmm. was, and then you scale up over the split and then by play again. So that that's always been the plan. Wow. Um, so man, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on. Uh, Oh, just... that we're, we're in first. Like that was not expected. You know, we we plan on doing well, but we, what like uh, what are we six and one or something? Like six uh, and one, yeah, yeah. We like that, that seven games. Yeah, it's been seven games. That was not the that was not the I want to say goal because the goal is to win every game, but that was not the expectation. Mm -hmm. Let's say was to be six. expectation. Yeah, we thought we maybe be four and three. You know, like probably top four, um, but super week where they went three and oh was just like okay i guess you guys fall off like <laughs> and i think a lot of that had to do with just like the players came back feeling really comfortable we like hey do you guys want to scrim mm -hmm. do you this and we left it up to them we didn't force them to and uh i know vulcan uh... he came back day i saw him day one he got day from korea and i met him at the he worked on his neck a little bit he did some stuff from the flight you know he's really stiff and he's like, I was like, are you gonna, are you gonna take the day off? He's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play some solo queue. I'm like, okay, man. He's like, I got a patch. He's like, I'm not gonna grind. He's like, don't worry, I'm not gonna like do too many. I'm just gonna play a few games, get a feel for. It. But he's always kind of been like that. He's a player I really respect in his approach. He's very professional. Um, he, was, he chose to grind a little bit day one, and like other players chose to take a couple days off. Um, players to have that flexibility and, and letting them know that as an organization as a team we we want you to do what it takes for you to feel recovered really long way and preventing mental burnout we really try to allow for players to have that voice that's awesome to hear and and you're also looking at you know the team in itself as well as the individual what they need what helps them the most uh, and like you said we are surprised as watchers we're expecting this msi hangover mm -hmm. it didn't seem to happen it only looked like they got better they learned they continue to be better and you know this um just it's mind-blowing to hear and maybe not so mind-blowing but somehow i think this will become sooner or later a a something that other orgs want to copy to have a collaborative team of specialists to uh, you know work with the health and well-being of um, players for their longevity and for their um particularly throughout the grind of the season um, one of the major challenges for a lot of these players is once they hit playoffs and then international events is the traveling 
So how, maybe if you can give us a little glimpse, we saw a good part of it. If you have followed Dr. Response Instagram account, we got to see like how they prep for the travel from to Houston. Uh, I believe they were coming from Santa Barbara. I mean, Santa Barbara, but Santa somewhere Barbara. in the West. But yeah. <laughs> uh, all of that, yeah, all of that kind of, um, you know, some players don't even think about it. Or some orgs don't think about that travel has an impact, but it does. I mean, it's people massive. were, were human. So uh, I would say that the travel to LCS finals were doable. It was fine. Like we we knew what was coming. It, it was. Itch- I remember in playoffs after we went, we went, we lost the TL round one, two to three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in about yeah. And it was that that last game mm-hmm. five was just such a such a like not to knock on the coaches. It was such a oh, bad man. draft. It was so, all the players <laughs> knew it and all the coaches knew it, and it was just it felt oh, like no. you know what 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 it really highlighted was we didn't prepare. For that was the problem. Mm. Like there was no prep for game five. That is a learning point. And uh, mm. the rest, we put a very different emphasis on how to prep for a better. And so the interesting thing about this, this team and this roster, none of the coaches, none of the really of the players and not many staff are used to game like best of series of this whole mm. roster. Only yeah. impact and Vulcan have played in best impact and, and inspired, mm. I guess in Europe, but he not, Played in what two playoffs? Mm-hmm. I think and and Rogue did well, but About, they got yeah knocked. yeah yeah Rogue didn't. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not something that is well understood, especially in the LCS and the LEC, where your regular season is a. It's very different to prep for a best of five. We learned after that first series that hey, we have to prep very differently for these. We have to run, we have to have a different emphasis on how we're approaching our our preparation for these events. It's a longer thing. You're multiple times. You don't just get to play one game and go home. Um, so all of that factors in physical prep in between. How do you recover our snacks? Like all of that stuff factors in, like you don't want to be tired and out of energy because whoever is will lose. Um, and so I, I think it's been really interesting as, as young of a team as this is and players, we learned a lot and we are willing to experiment a lot in theory should work and we implement it very quickly. And so the rest of playoffs, we swept all the way through to finals. And mm-hmm. it was because of that, the all lessons that we learned. I'll tell you, like sitting mm-hmm. in some of the draft meetings and stuff during the, uh, the semis and finals, incredible to see the iterations that were coming out from, um, you know, Earl and Turtle and all the players. It's a lot mm-hmm. of draft and all that. And like when people were mm-hmm. like, oh, Impact had a counter pick Mord prepared. It said, if we get to this game and Orn is more into it, he, he already had that. Oh. And we were waiting to whatever to pull that out. Like, um, so it, it's the, mm. it's actually rather, rather nuts how much they've put into this. And it was even like, I prepped for five games. We won in three. So I have two other drafts we haven't used yet. Like you <laughs> kept saying wow. that every day. Yeah. He's like, we had five drafts. <laughs> like, um, mm. And so I think it's, it's been so going back to your thing about the travel, we knew that was happening. We uh, mm-hmm. lost to TL two to three. We knew we were actually thought to win the entire thing because TL was the nice. And now that was actually the communication that the entire staff had. Um, we almost we should have beaten TL. You know, if we uh, a more competitive comp and we had all that momentum, mm-hmm. we we should have beaten TL that day. And so I think we saw that they're like, man, that was the best team in. Took him to five games. And we kind of trolled ourselves. We can win this. And it was like a light switch where they started playing a level of league where they were playing to win every game, drop anything. Um, they were content. They're like, we're the best team fighting team in the LCS right now. And I think yep. like their mechanics are just ridiculous. So 
going into MSI, I think uh, the big difference I didn't know we were going to MSI, right? Like you don't know mm. you're going to MSI until you yeah. win the final, and that's hard to prep for. And so between the LCS finals and MSI, there was about three days of yeah trying to figure out flights, visas, excuse me, passports, everything. Um, and so it was it was kind of a test for us as a performance staff because that's something we had not prepped for, and we G has never been to MSI. You know, like when when Cloud Nine goes to MSI, mm, this is one of the yes. big differences too. When mm -hmm. Cloud Nine goes to MSI, they like their management staff has done this so many times. Everything is pre-planned. Everything is pre-applied for. It's a very seamless, like, um, I guess it's never seamless, right? Because it's still these process. But it's a, but it's the a, whole the process yeah. they're familiar with. It, it's refined. Yeah, they know the steps. EG was like, oh my gosh, what do we do? How do we get there? Um, so it was it was a lot more chaotic. And then uh, anytime you travel long distance, there's a lot coming to play. Like like you mentioned, rest. Uh, food players used to eating Korean food 24-7. So that was a problem. Mm. Not every player is used to sleeping in rooms every night, like all this stuff. And it was right after LCS final. So mm. it was, they're already on the road going even further on the road. So, and um, I wasn't able to go. Connor was not able to go. There was a lot of um, difference for when they went to MSI. So we had to, what is our plan? Because the stuff that we were used to doing, the systems mm. that we were working, um, we, we did a yeah. lot of stuff remotely wow. as doing weekly call-ins, mm. you know, via have, you know, we would still have our weekly performance meetings, but it was all very like third party now, like going through what did you, mm -hmm. and then all this stuff. Um, and so it was, it was a challenge, but I also think the team responded really well. Obviously you saw the, the action of play from EG, the beginning of it, the, you know, out of mm -hmm. group stage to actual, like what quarter final. they looked really good. You know, they were beating top. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think it speaks a lot to the players that they're willing to adapt to that stuff, but also expectation. So going into MSI, we knew that in order to prevent the MSI burnout, we had to set real for what players were going to get out of MSI. So the communication we had with them was we focus on bootcamp and as a learning experience, we're MSI. That was, that was the, the message. You got to have, mm -hmm. you were not here to win MSI. Mm -hmm. You were here to get as good as possible playing against the best teams in the world, go back, crush LCS again, and then worlds. We want to win worlds. So our picture of the season, one of, of spring split, our, our messaging to the player to win LCS this split. We're going to compete, go to playoffs, all right? When we ended up winning in spring split, we're like, well, our goal is not to win MSI, to get as good as possible. And then we go back, we qualify to worlds our goal is to win worlds so from day one of spring the whole entire goal was how do we win worlds and you are getting as good as possible over the course of the season not by winning lcs titles not by winning msi worlds by slow progression upward um and the focus is like we want to make this as possible internationally but at the competition that matters the most um i think you know day one of spring split hey you're going to msi some people even then, I think that's wrong. How do you make a team mm. competitive together to win MSI after three months? That's, that's not really reasonable. Could you make a roster competitive at Worlds? So I think that's always been the long-term goal is how do, we, how do we actually compete and win Worlds? And that's been the, the message. And I've been, I've been trying to push for that ever since the beginning when we uh, almost won the lock-in. I think we, oh yes, we got swept by TL. Yeah. Uh, but that was the... That was the thought, right? Where this is not the goal, uh, winning the splits or MSI. MSI was a bonus for us. We mm -hmm. got to 
uh, learn and understand international so we can get ready for worlds. And you are solidifying that thought. And I'm really, really uh, happy to hear that the org's vision is unshaken by whatever is happening. Everything else is awesome to see. They're really doing well. This is the different feel I had. I've been watching LCS for a couple of years now, but this team had it in mind, know what they're in for, know what they're doing. And they're not um, satisfied with the short-term goals. It's great for them to win that. But overall, the the aim is win worlds or get to worlds. And now they have some of that semblance of those experience. This year, worlds is in NA. Yes. Yeah. What was that next year? It's a really, really big worlds for NA uh, because it is in NA. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've noticed that across the league, there's a lot more pressure this split than there ever has Mm -hmm. been to go to worlds. Every single wants to go to worlds because it's in our backyard Mm. you know it's like our friends and family get to watch Mm -hmm. first time at a reasonable hour (laughs) you don't have to wake up at two in the morning you know (laughs) so yeah it's really really exciting this year um there's and i I would say that even Mm -hmm. saying lcs teams have done a much better job this year of stepping up like we're seeing competition from Mm. fives to six teams you know it's not just the top three anymore top four EG entered that conversation yeah. when they won last split. It was like, oh, nine TL, hundred thieves. That that was like the top three. Mm-hmm. And now you have FlyQuest, you have uh, CLG, right? Dignitas. CLG. Like they, they're, yeah. they're they're all playing pretty competitively, and any game or two off of another team. So, it. Um, Peter Dunn uh, had mm-hmm. a agree with that. I I like uh, by raising the level of play across the LCS. If I train a player and they go to another team, it makes our players better. Cause he's like as good that I might scout or I might bring into Academy. Other LCS teams might sign them. I still think I have the, so better competition, you elevate the overall league. And by increasing the overall leagues mm-hmm. level comp own roster, more competitive for worlds. So it's, it's this approach that EG has that I really appreciate. And I really like, cause not a lot, a oh, lot wow. of teams don't want to invest in amateur or Academy because they, those players might get resources thrown to them like coaching and, money uh mm-hmm. and then they get signed by another competitor reduces your chances of winning a title and stuff like that but i mean again it comes back down to what is the goal to win lcs titles mm-hmm. or is the goal to compete internationally for and so i think if you're looking at the world as the ultimate goal you can't do that by smurfing on everyone in lcs you have to get the rest of the yep. lcs up to lpl level and then if you win the lcs then it really means something then it means you're ready Mm-hmm. best in the world awesome and that that's what we're feeling it this year every other year it's like oh they're stomping their competition it's the lcs they, yep. what does winning that even do i mean there were some years we were very excited like think that's the year that you got in when c9 got very far i thought that was a yep. turning point for us to be honest and then it just it was a small regression but this year it's different every single team seems to want to get there, want to get better. Um, you know, another team that I've been paying attention to is FlyQuest, and I've mm-hmm. seen it, the changes that they're trying to make or trying to push. It. And at the end of the day, we see competitive, it's fun, it's meaningful uh, when we get to that result. But all of the same, to the end, we are looking to dominate at Worlds. So kind of as we wrap up our, our talk, really, this has been a great um, interview and I really, really appreciate your time. Uh, do you have any stories about any particular player? I, you know, we're curious, or do the younger player respond to, you know, the health and performance differently than the veteran? Or is that like 
uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Just I'd our, say our view. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's actually very veteran players tend to take advantage of those resources a lot more. Um, mostly mm. because they're aware of how long the season is. Gojo Pune, mm. you know, he's he does not, mm -hmm. he didn't really realize what is or how long the season is, you know, so mm. he just grinds and like he's a grinder. But like after MSI, he came back, he's like, man, I like, I'm kind of tired of like playing right now. I don't really want to do it right now. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't like listen to yourself like this is a long season you started mm -hmm. playing camping and all that stuff in january you know it's going to keep going until october mm -hmm. and so you got to take care of yourself like uh, more veteran guys like impact he doesn't do that and, and impact has a, a lot of casters and analysts will say like oh he impact and playoffs is a different player and it mm. which that turns out it's because he saves himself for the majority of the beginning of the split to peak when he needs mm -hmm. stands you cannot maintain that level of grind and practice the entire you end up burning out and so i think a lot of more veteran players uh they understand they understand how to progress themselves and take care of themselves and a lot of that is stuff. so two players that i see almost without fail every single week are impactable been to do mm. pt they're always the two that are like oh yeah i'm gonna go like i'll, I'll see you like after this game or whatever younger guys will mm. see me as they need or if they have questions but it's very intermittent mm -hmm. you might be more inclined to be like oh i'm just gonna queue up another solo queue game i don't need pt right now very rarely see uh, that from the veterans until like playoffs and then mm. everything switch mm. but uh funny stories i mean uh it's like it's hard to give too many stories like because with what i do also to I can't really talk too much about specifics mm -hmm. about what yeah, players yeah, have yeah. what. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, I, I will say that I, I like part of what makes me happy in doing this job is being able to interact with all these players. Like, and I'm a big avid mm -hmm. league fan now myself. Like, I love playing the game, and I is off of them. And and sometimes <laughs> it's like, man, that's not going to work. Like Vulcan, he plays support, so I asked him to support all the things that mm -hmm. I play support, and mm -hmm. he's like, that sounds pretty terrible, Jordan. I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> it's not gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> but but he'll explain why so it's it's, it's kind of uh, fun like uh, being mm -hmm. able to bounce ideas off of them mm -hmm. uh, i i really did oh, try man. to give some some tips on swain before his uh swain mm -hmm. um <laughs> and i i regret to inform him tell he, he didn't listen to like anything i said i think because <laughs> his build and his runes but it's okay he, he ended up winning so that's all that matters but um uh, I, I do i do really appreciate no, that's like having that opportunity <laughs> oh man it's, it's it must be fun to ha be in like have bouncing off ideas from pros as well and learning yourself i i don't know how you do it with your mental health to kind of play league man it's 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 a killer <laughs> to try it's, to climb i, don't, I don't do well i don't do well you know what i like lately what i've shifted climbing i just try to play the mm -hmm, best game mm -hmm. that i can one game at a time if i climb i climb if yeah. i don't I'm, okay i'm stuck at you're 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 playing you know the eg model we're we're, we're not aiming for short-term goals when climbing is yep. not the goal let's get yep. better yep. Exactly. <laughs> awesome awesome well thank you so much for your time uh we really appreciate it and uh definitely would like you uh to hear from you again maybe towards the end of season or maybe next season but tell yeah. the listeners tell the viewers you know what you're up to and uh you know how they can get in touch with you Absolutely. So, uh, I'm, so it's at Dr. Jordan Sai. Um, if you guys have questions, health related questions, diagnose you, but I'm happy to answer those questions within the best of my ability. If you want to shoot me a message and I do have a website, respawntherapy.com, And, uh, I'm pretty active as well. Like I stream on Twitch a lot. It's respawn underscore therapy. And a lot of times I'll do, you know, I'll play league, but a lot of times 
the consult. So if you're interested in how I can mm. do, uh, how I work with players online, um, we do consultations, uh, general health and wellness tips, sometimes to build workouts for people. So I'm um, just trying to help the overall gaming scene with staying healthy. And then I also have an Instagram. It's at Respawn Therapy. Um, so I haven't uploaded much in a while, but they do have a bunch of videos and stuff on there for stretches and exercises that you can do. So you can check that out as well. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate doing chats like this. Um, and I will love, would love to definitely hop on again as we get in your playoffs. Absolutely. All of those you can find in the show note, guys, the Twitter, the Twitch, Instagram, and also uh, Jordan's um, uh, website as well. I think that's going to be a fantastic resource, whether you are a streamer, whether you are a casual gamer, we can all benefit, uh, you know, from your knowledge, but especially really enjoy this time. Thank you so much, guys. Stay tuned. We're going to preview a little bit of what's to come next week. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, how EG did and EG prodigies as well as amateurs.
All right, thank you so much, Dr. Respawn, Jordan, for just helping us gain some amazing insight into the different organization and especially looking into Evil Geniuses and what has been something they've been doing differently and, of course, my uh, something that... I guess we can both share as something that we are excited about is the ongoing conversation about health, wellness outside of the game to create better uh, preparations, better performance during the game. So now let's just take a brief moment. The show has been packed with uh, useful information. So today we're just going to go over the weekend games. We are going to be playing against Team Dignitas on Saturday which, you know, a game that on paper we should stomp. Uh, this might be a long, drawn-out game. Dignitas has not been a team that, you know, win or lose, that they've been showing much um, excitement. There are some moments that I'm still uh, likely to see some good uh, bloodiness from them, meaning a lot of kills, but not nothing really too excited about. So as long as we play to our macro, maybe we can pull out a good, like, you know, in the teens, maybe 13, 14 kills. I'm not surprised if we can go over that as well, too, all the way up to 20. But uh, certainly a game that uh, outside of having too much of a break, losing that momentum, we should um, be able to dominate. Then our date is set with Team Liquid, who is supposedly um, the favorites to reach finals against us. But right now, it's a lot. It's in turmoil. This break give them a good enough time to regroup, reorganize, re-strategize. Or we they continue to needing to solve their chemistry issues, uh, adapting to the meta issue, which is really weird to say because this team has so much talent, has so much preparations, and um, you know the team that has always shown to be able to adjust to the meta. This will be a fun fight. I think Weepo vs. Impact is a major one to watch. Uh, if you have listened to the JLXP podcast. You know, of this week, he mentioned that something he noticed is that uh, the resources has been more so funneled towards Buipo and away from Hansama, or there's not enough left for Hansama. If that is still their game plan, I think we we definitely be able to crush this quite easily with Danny being our main ADC. Uh, we are doing everything in our power to f get him fed. Uh, and all the other lanes are strong, uh, starting with Inspired being a more active jungler, um, playing a little bit of PvE still, but most of the time he is where he needs to be to initiate the team fights or uh, take on the um, surprise ganks. And then uh, great, great battle against uh, Bjergsen versus Jojo Pion. I'm going to say this is f fairly neutral if Bjergsen has... Uh, round back to his old form. I might give him a slight edge, but it is all JoJo for me because um, the one who takes the most chances, the one who will um, force you to make a decision before you're ready, that is our own JoJo Pion. And of course, the bot lane uh, advantage goes to Core JJ, but not so much this split. This split, uh, people have been really concerned, or maybe some have even said that Core is overrated. I still think he's the best, if not one of the best supports in the LCS, and uh, Vulcan is, um, you know, stylistically exciting to watch, um, but I would not say he's better or well more well-rounded than Core. So this uh, will definitely come down to can we control the map early? Can we dominate team fights? I think uh, that'll be key. And so far, this split has shown Evil Geniuses are much better at team fights than Team Liquid. So I am hoping for a 2-0 week. I wouldn't be surprised for a 1-1 week. Uh, but the 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 hope 
is high there, really, really high. Uh, don't have too much time left to kind of discuss uh, other things, but I will circle back around how we did in Academy. Uh, we are on a non-losing week for Academy, and our amateur team continues to show up well in their uh, in their route for the Proving Ground uh, Circuit Qualifier. So until next time, people, live evil, follow Dr. Uh, Jordan Tsai, Find out where you can follow him, Instagram, Twitter, you know, his, his own website. You can all find this in the show notes. Um, fantastic, fantastic guy. And, of course, if you want to become even a better streamer, a gamer, or just a healthier person sitting in front of a computer, go and follow his advice and uh, follow his stream. Until next time, live evil. <laughs>